Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. Uh, I'm joined this evening uh, by my friend and good friend, my, wait, co-host, <laughs> my friend and friend. He is doubly my friend. My friend uh, and good friend. <laughs> He's both my kind of sort of friend and my good friend at the same you time. Fool. <laughs> my friend and good friend. You're and embarrassing me. You're embarrassing Blake. me in front of the podcast, Jordan. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. No, this, this is what they come for. It's very authentic here. Oh, we yeah, don't edit out don't. the... the Well, that's not true. We have edited out mistakes. But that that mm. level of mistake, that's what they come mm. for. It's I, authentic. I rarely... makes, me feel, makes me feel more like they're just talking to me. Like This is just a conversation. You know, we're just friends, man. You know, just shooting the shit. You're just, you're just uh, having a little looking glass into our friendship, you know? <laughs> it's very intimate. Uh, oh, it's incredibly intimate. <laughs> Uh, speaking of intimacy, let's <laughs> let's talk about Zephyr, uh, which is it's the game kind we of played an this week. Game, I guess um, it's not really at all. No, it a, it's actually about walking segue. through a public space. So this is a mm, game by Michael Walker. It's called Zephyr. Uh, it's an iOS phone game, um, and it is uh, it was designed for Train Jam, which is a game jam I wait, had not wait, heard of. Wait, we're not done. We're not done shouting out uh, people yet because uh, the the game is oh, by Michael yeah. Walker, but. Uh, we also have uh, music by Maze Wallen or Maisie Wallen, uh, sound by Ali Cedroni, and acting mm-hmm. by various uh, many people. Peoples. <laughs> well, so who the acting is by? So this is Train Jam, which for those of you that don't know what it is, um, it is a bunch of people collectively rent out an Amtrak car and go to. Is it GDC? Yeah, so it's uh, it's been every year for the last few years. Um, it's like the days leading up to GDC. A bunch of people hop on a train in Chicago and ride it from Chicago to San Francisco because it's yeah. about a, a 72-hour ride um, across the uh, basically the whole continental United States Yes, <laughs> um, to, to get to GDC. So a bunch of game developers. I think it's like slowly each year they're renting out more and more of the train until like eventually they'll just be renting out the whole train. <laughs> they'll just buy a train at some point. <laughs> they'll just buy their own and operate their own train. Um, uh, but yeah, they they just make a game. It's like, all right, make a game on the way to GDC. Um, so that's that's where this game was, yeah. was birthed. So it's an FMV game, full motion video, and the that uh, video comes from the train. It looks like he literally just asked uh, like other game designers on the train to do these quick little bits uh, mm-hmm. for him that make up the make up the content of the game itself. So how the game plays, it's pretty um, it's pretty straightforward. But uh, the I'll just read the description because it says it better than I can. It's a tiny uh, proc gen FMV adventure. So. You go into the game, not, and all the language is randomly generated. So you can't read anything. You don't actually know what the, like, uh, what you're saying to people or what they are saying to you. But your goal is to, and you don't know what your goal is when you start, also. So mm-hmm. um, uh, all you see is inventory in the top left corner with some jumble of letters that make no sense. So you have something in your inventory. And then in the top right corner, it says, please, some number out of some number. So that is enough to let you know that your goal Wait, is to please, pleased, 
like they have been oh, pleased. Oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah i was like what are you talking about no yes, no no I do know. pleased so that's the number of people you have you've pleased uh and you uh you basically it's kind of like adventure game style so you can move through the train you can like move forward or backward uh through the cars you can look out the windows and you can talk to people um mm-hmm. and then uh you eventually discover i might take you a minute because it really there's literally no instructions that your goal is to it's basically like get everyone the right item so everyone will tell you what item they want and you just sort of like matching the scramble of letters on your mm. uh, inventory to what they want. Uh, you give it to them and then you receive a, a different item back from them and then you have to give that to someone else. Yeah, I mean, when you lay it out so plainly, it makes the game seem kind of like trivial. But it um, is, well, yeah, I mean, it's much harder when you realize that like, uh, so whenever you talk to someone, there's like three options. Uh, mm-hmm. One is would you like this item? One is where can I, or where can I find the person who wants this item? And Mm -hmm. one is goodbye, but you don't know that. So it's just like you click on one and then if they didn't want it, they'll make make an angry face at you and you have to Mm -hmm. deduce that that is what that means. It's like, Oh, they, I just tried to give them this item and they didn't Mm -hmm. want it. And you don't actually, it's the really trickiest thing is figuring out that what you're doing when you're clicking on the, the, um, the text box is offering to give them the item, which you only really figure out either by trial and error or by noticing that the inventory text matches one of the words in the sure. jumbly, garbly gook uh, language that you're receiving from this person. Yeah. Which is the game does uh, like highlight the, the there are certain words that'll be like bolded and a different color. But yes. um, I think something that this game like really uh, puts into perspective is how, uh, immediately when something is foreign, you just don't even pay attention to it. Cause it's like, ah, these are so different from the words I yeah, used to. Cause it's not even just like using letters. It has like weird characters from like a non, from like multiple uh, different alf- like alphabets, alphabets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's just like, um, it, it, it's, it's funny how quickly you just don't pay attention to that stuff. Uh, because for the first like several minutes of playing this game, I was just like, whatever, man, I don't know what any of that stuff says. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, mayhaps I should pay attention to this text <laughs> because I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was similar for me. I, I didn't start looking at it until I accidentally made someone happy. I was like, oh, that was different. What did I do? And then mm. I noticed that I had now I had a different item in my inventory. And that's mm. how I figured out. I was like, wasn't it a P before or whatever the letter was? Um, sure. Uh, and then you figure it out. Um I, uh, how hard did you find this game? I'm curious. Like, was um, it, was it like a real stumper for you or did you kind of stumble? I don't into know. It pretty I basically went from not understanding it at all to, uh, understanding it completely like in one fell swoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just like, so happened that I had, um, like I randomly stumbled upon someone whom I gave the right, who I had the item they were looking for. And so the person got all happy and then the number of pleased people went up. And then I noticed that the, the word up in the top left corner had changed. And so I was like, Oh, I see. Uh, everybody, like I talked to them, they say, I want this item and I have this item. And so then I say, okay, I have this item. Yeah. Um, I, I will. So you did a great job of summarizing like what happened, like the kind of moment of realization, but I, I just really like, I don't know that when I, when I realized I was getting a little frustrated but when I realized what you're supposed to do, I just like really mm. liked that moment. Like, like mm. just like, it's like stripping down like game objectives, 
uh, like narrative, like not just like game objectives in general, but like objectives in like a narrative game into like mm. their, their most basic, like, like format. Like this is a quest. Like, oh, sure. A, a number goes up, uh, uh-huh. an item in your inventory disappears and a person makes a happy face like that. Sure. <laughs> like that's completely and another, and another an item appears. Yeah. And you get sure. a new item <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it's like abstracted it down to it's like basic formula. And I just like, when I, it wasn't like the fact of solving it, but it was just like realizing mm. that it was possible to like, like act out the RPG script with just that much information. Mm. I just was very amused by it. I was like, Oh wow. I totally understand what I'm supposed to do now. And it's funny that I do because yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't be able to. <laughs> that's interesting. I hadn't even really thought about it that way for me. It, it, uh, it's sort of like crystallizing like oh this is like that the like mask salesman quest in ocarina of time or like the <laughs> the the classic item trading quests in all the zelda games or furthermore whatever that folktale is about like the the person who has one thing and needs another thing and so you have to keep getting uh the different things the different item to give to one person so that they will give you another item uh, which is largely like the whole frame of like adventure games but i think you're right yeah. that like distilling it down in such a way is kind of like oh shit um and having the the layer of obstruction of like this uh you know language that you don't understand and not really being able to like effectively communicate with people um is is an interesting layer to add on top of it and kind of like obfuscates the fact that that's all that's really going on is that it's yeah. like a, you know um just yeah, I, doing a recursive give people items uh yeah. <laughs> search you oh know? and the other thing i forgot to mention well i, I offhandedly mentioned this but the the other mm-hmm. big thing is it's um the layout of the train and like which person is where and what item they want uh, mm-hmm. is randomly generated every time you play so if you boot it up sure. oh, and the number of people you're supposed to please Mm, yeah because mine was 11 and i'm seeing screenshots uh where there it says six out of 12 so yeah i played it um, twice it was 12 once and um, 16 the other time but the number oh, the starting number was higher so i don't know if I the know. number of people you have to please is always the same mm. but yeah i think it's probably random uh but yeah there's like there's another aspect where um if since you're on a train it's basically like a big long line uh and if you ask a person who uh like oh do you know who wants this item they'll point either yeah, uh, behind them back. further down the train or uh, in front of them back the other direction um sort yeah. of behind you so you kind of have to like navigate the train and i was definitely by the end like memorizing uh which words uh people were looking for cuz they'll say like when you go up and talk to them, it'll have, they'll basically say two words. And it's like, I have this and I want this. Yes. Um, and so you can say like, oh, yeah. okay, I, I need to go back because this person wants this. Although you can't, um, I never actually kept a mental note of what, uh, people had like i just looked at what i received after that's true yeah that's 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 very valid i mostly was just looking for what they wanted because it's a little tricky because uh that's one thing that you can't figure out i mean you you can only figure out by doing but you just by Mm -hmm. reading the text you can't figure out which one is i have and which one is i want sure you don't know which order they're saying it in but you you eventually figure it out yeah Uh, and then I, I, i do think that if you talk to the person that wants the item that you have 
it does mm-hmm. reduce the number of speech options you have, which simplifies. Yeah. It. Only to two instead yeah. of three. It's basically like give you this goodbye instead, yeah. of, instead of, um, asking. Right. Cause they're the person you couldn't ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing that, um, uh, the other thing that I had a kind of moment of like realizing that I, I know the sort of procedural formula of game quests, uh, mm-hmm. like so well that I don't even need to read the text is I just knew that the bottom one was goodbye because it's always goodbye in like Knights of the Republic. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and it's always, it's always an exclamation. Yeah, that's true. Like the, the, um, I'm going to go away option is always like down at the bottom. Like it's the last thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. I'm supposed to exhaust. Like um, those, those games is always like one, two, three, four. The, the text is numbered. The last one is always goodbye now. Or like, it's always some weird, like they word it weirdly. Okay, yeah, I'm done talking to you, sir. Yeah, it's it's something that we uh, talked about a little bit with um, Subsurface Circular, which is another uh, like mostly narrative game that took yeah. on the train and had a puzzle about oh like God. decoding a scrambled up uh, f- like a person you couldn't understand because their text was weird. My God, um, the connections. The connections, so deep. Um, but uh, the... Oh, damn it. Now I just lost the thought that I was, I was about to just drop right on you uh, was it something about knowing the formula of that's that was what i said that prompted your thought <sighs> damn it Son of a bitch. <laughs> now it's gone shit right, it's gone forever oh no so I, I just remembered so uh part of like organizing uh text options uh, um and having goodbye be last is that there's this sort of like implicit agreement with the vast majority of uh narrative games that like uh npcs exist to uh provide me with uh lore and information uh, yeah. therefore they exist uh in a way in which like i am going to ask them every possible question and uh uh, and they will answer gladly and i can ask them the same question more than once and they will have the same response more than once um, and, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess subsurface played with it a little bit and that there were certain choices you made in dialogue that once you made them, you couldn't do the mass effect thing of just like, Oh, investigate. And then you can ask like all the, you can fill out all the little details. It's like, okay, here's an opportunity to fill out exactly one detail. You get to pick which one it is. Um, but once you've yeah. picked, it's kind of like, that's not left. And I, I'd be, I'd be interested to see more games like kind of play with that, that notion of like, okay, well, uh, if you ask someone one thing, then that's all they're going to give you. Um, and also if you ask them repeat or if you, yeah, you repeat something that you've already asked them, uh, once, then they're not going to be like, so glad to say it again. And they won't <laughs> phrase it the exact same way. They'll be like, were well, you listening? Okay. To me? <laughs> yeah. Like, weren't you listening the first time? Like what the hell's wrong with you? Which, um, I think some people would argue is like, Oh, that's really frustrating for the player. It's like, I don't know if you train the player the right way, that could be a really interesting, yeah. uh, way to uh like give players agency and and choices be like hey man like you can't ask people everything so get to the important shit yeah uh first right they're people not google search bars yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's something uh that i think like generally i i hope to see more because i feel like you could even fit something like that into like a big budget triple a game i mean open world game like basically every triple a game is an open world uh game with like some rpg elements uh, so true <laughs> it, with something we see so much of just like, Oh, NPCs are just like hollow, 
uh, information dumps or whatever. And even if they're like imbued with character, there's like a certain level of, of like, okay, well in the cutscenes they're like this really interesting character. But then when I'm like choosing dialogue options, they kind of become just like a, a they're a very utilitarian of just like, all right, I need yeah. to get information from you. Whereas yeah. I feel like you could integrate some more interesting interactions and like kind of play with um, how you deal with player player characters. I mean, we even talked about it way back in our first real episode. I remember with the tea room, um, you you were talking about uh, like how the characters react to you just looking at them for oh, extended right. periods of and time. That's like not how we were talking about how that's totally unusual in uh 3d games like you can yeah st- that looking is not a mechanic in most games exactly uh and so like introducing um you know different ways where interacting with npcs is a little bit more like not totally in service of the player right like their existence yeah. isn't to serve you their existence is to whatever their actual like it, it could be a more immersive thing of like this world feels more real because like these living, people yeah. don't just like uh, their their life doesn't stop and start at your convenience, right? Yeah, um, it's like I, I was just thinking of this because Katie started playing it, but in Stardew Valley, the mm-hmm. uh, the everyone has a schedule. I do like, and the schedule varies by like season and day. Um, yeah, I mean, it is still a little like mechanical and repetitive, and you know everyone's just gonna like look up what their schedule is on uh on like Stardew Valley wiki if you need to go. Talk yeah, it's to a it. great wiki by the way. It Shouts is an out extreme, Stardew wiki. Extremely, it's very wiki. very thorough. Extremely thorough. But it's, I don't know, it's just nice that they have, like, uh, it makes the town feel more, yeah, like, lived in. Like These yeah. people, I'm not just going to stand here all day and all night, no matter what what happens, rain or snow. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I have errands and places to be. Yeah, I think, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe you don't know for sure, um, but I think one way that the Stardew sets itself apart from other games that have a similar, like, I mean, Skyrim has, like, okay, uh, so-and-so is going to be in the shop that they run from sure. this hour to this hour. And then they go back and to their house bad. and then you can go visit them at their house from this hour to this hour, but they'll then they'll be, be in bed and they'll lock the door or yeah, whatever. In, Dick. Whereas Wait. if I remember correctly, Stardew, there's like, uh, like someone will do something, but only one day a week or it's yes. like, Oh, the shop is only open four days a week. And the other days yes. of the week, the shopkeeper is off doing other stuff. Yeah, um, like um, sometimes it can be annoying because I forget what her name absolutely. is, but the the animal salesperson is always closed on Wednesdays. Like, yeah, I need to buy a cow right now. I want to say her name is like Maggie or Mags or something. I, it's M. I can't remember. Maisie? No, that's not right. Something like that. I, I don't. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it adds a little bit of an extra layer of like, no, they've got shit to do. Like, yeah, you know, their their whole life isn't just hanging out here selling you a goat like they got to go uh you know source their goats you know <laughs> they got to head to goat mountain and kidnap some kids you know what i'm saying <laughs> aha kids uh get it yeah and then it, once you get used to it like a couple times it's irritating but once you get used to it it actually like um it's kind of fun to uh it kind of slots in nicely in stardew valley that you have to like plan your schedule for the day also around the other people you need to talk to not just around yeah, like absolutely I'm i mean i think than mine or whatever yeah i think the 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 like scheduling out your day is like the the most uh like um recurring satisfaction of that game it's just like okay today here's all the things i need to do and uh mm-hmm. it's they do a really good job of like okay my original plan was i'm gonna do all this but it's raining today 
and raining introduces a bunch of other factors because there's fish I can only catch when it's raining. So I'm going to go try and catch the fish yeah. that I can only catch when it's raining. And there's, you don't have to water your plants when it rains. Exactly. I don't have to water my plants when I rain. So suddenly my morning's freed up. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with my morning? Uh, so uh, there's like, I don't know, really interesting or like good ways to have you establish a, um, a sort of uh, schedule and um, figure out how to slot in the things you want to do within that schedule. And then also like uh, making you change your schedule because of uh, circumstances outside you. It, it makes it feel a lot more like real life where it's like, okay, I have my set schedule, but then suddenly it's like, Oh, someone wants to hang out today. And uh, so I'm going to do that yeah, instead of I have to respond to the world. And so, yeah, just like, I, I'm not going to make dinner tonight because uh, my friends want to do something. So I'll go out to eat and then I'll have to make dinner another night to make up for it. So it's like, I don't know. It makes it feel a little bit oh, more. I thought, you, I thought you were still talking about Stardew Valley for a second. I was like, wait, what, what, you know, you can go out in Stardew Valley. Yeah. I mean, you can go to that bar. You can get drunk with you that alcoholic lady that lives in the trailer. <laughs> It's really sad. <laughs> then you can I give her daughter a jar of mayonnaise and she'll fall in love with you. <laughs> you marry her. Super Nintendo. I did not. Uh, I married the, the, the nerdy girl with the telescope. Oh, um, I know Maru. Yep. That's the one. Maru, yeah. She, I didn't marry. She's anyone. cool. And her dad is my bud. <laughs> he sold me, he sold me melons or <laughs> I sold him melons. I don't remember which. He's a nice guy. Melons Demetrius. exchanged hands. Yep. Um, um, well, this is uh, not the game we were uh, conscripted to talk about today. No, uh, but I mean, it, it's. Um, I think it's all in in the same vein of like uh, creating more uh, interesting uh, NPC interactions and more yeah. like um, varied, I guess. Um, we also we haven't really talked about like the the visual aesthetic of this game. So you mentioned it's an FFV yeah. game, uh, but it's like heavily processed fmv and it's like these yeah. weird little looping videos and the soundtrack has like, kind of like, like watercolor a, if that's what it kind of yeah of. yeah it almost looks like uh watercolors with like a uh, line drawing underneath like it's i feel like it's yeah. an art style you see where someone does like kind of a sketchy sort of line drawing style yeah, and, and then watercolors watercolor. on top of it yes yeah that is a great um, description of it that is exactly what it looks like yeah, and uh, it's sort of like these little looping videos. And the, another thing we haven't mentioned is that you can, uh, at pretty much every uh, juncture where it's like you can, generally how it's laid out, it's like, okay, you can either walk forward or back. You can do both or only one. And you can look out the window or you can talk to someone. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you look out the window, there's like um, actual footage of, uh, you know, I assume but, the creator yeah. pointing a camera out the window. Yeah, they're actually one of the one of the window clips. Uh, it's like a big mountain in the background and something about the house style. I thought it might have been Utah. Which they yeah, were, it actually they, the Amtrak train comes through. It so. goes through Utah, so it could have been. I have ridden uh, it. It also looked like it could have been. Um, could have been Colorado too, though. So I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to say. It could, you know, it's like I see a mountain, and I'm like, oh, home. But <laughs> you know, turns out a lot of mountains out there. But uh, no, yeah, I have ridden that Amtrak train from Utah to San Francisco, so I've I've done that leg. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah we. I almost took it to. Uh, had, I had plans to take it to Colorado from Chicago, but yeah. then that big storm that uh, flooded Nebraska canceled the oh. train. The, yeah, the that'll track get you. Was underwater. That'll that'll <laughs> get you. Yeah, you hate to see that. Um, 
but yeah, that's uh, the the views are kind of nice in the art style, and like the the music and sound kind of plays into it. It's all kind of like a little bit dreamlike and kind of uh, not quite yeah. trippy, but a little bit like surreal and kind of yeah. I mean, um, it's glitchy. I think it, it says in the description that the sort of like the, the framing that the description gives you is that this is a uh, mm. you've picked up in it says like an alien phone game or something like that, right? Like here, let me. Um, pull it up you find a strange game on an old disused phone it's some sort of adventure game but it seems to be loading some sort of save file that's already mid-game you have no idea what your goal is and nobody seems to be speaking a language you understand what are you supposed to do and then it says zephyr is a game about the joy of exploring and getting lost in incomprehensible systems the game's goal and the written language it uses are procedurally generated for each playthrough so, oh, so um, that explains and, why it's like three out of eight when you start it's because the idea is sure it's in progress yeah. yeah that makes a little bit more sense um I'm, I'm curious if like this experience of like uh because this is a game on the joy of exploring getting lost in incomprehensible systems um I, i'm curious if this is like something that's common of like i guess maybe if you had an older sibling that played a lot of games and you're just like a kid on a computer and you're just like oh my older brother played this game and you like open up and spin up a save um i don't i don't think either of us would have had that experience because um yeah or playing a my, game in a foreign language it was like is the, the literal like uh comparison i could think of like if you played a japanese sure Zelda or something. yeah i'm trying to think did i i guess i think the the weird thing is is like game imports aren't a thing i think of that much anymore because i feel no. like with region locked discs and consoles a lot of that just like isn't really feasible anymore um yeah i i I'll, my sort of uh, uh the reading i had of that is um well i don't not the reading but the like the thing that that made me think of is just that this is it's a bit of a game designers game and that that's mm. like that's the kind of pleasure that game designers really like like getting lost mm. in a system like oh yeah sure you're, you're a game designer like yeah <laughs> i that's love true. abstract systems i love trying to like uh decompose how they work and mm-hmm. like just getting lost in them and playing with them like, yeah and like <laughs> game designers love bumping up into like decisions that uh at first may seem confounding i mean there's a reason yeah. that game designers love far cry 2 and everyone else doesn't really like far cry 2 that much <laughs> and uh you know it takes a it takes a, a game designer to or it doesn't necessarily take but i feel like uh, approaching um far cry 2 with uh, uh like a game designer's uh thought process definitely uh spits out more than uh you know someone trying to engage it on the level you might engage like far cry 3 that's just like fun and 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 you know uh power fantastical i guess i don't know yeah um i just lost my train of thought i didn't i think i was done with that thought is this the real thing lots of Um, lots of uh losing my train of thought today yeah you're just just scattered blake's just not present trains are on the mind so losing my train of thought you know oh geez that is oh no that's pretty good i'm I'm with that one um (laughs) okay (laughs) the the uh i one thing i i don't really have much to say about this but i did find thought that i did think that the the sound um was sufficiently like weird sounding i don't know what it, mm-hmm. it seemed like they had done some effects to uh the voice recordings to make it just sound like extra 
weird and alien, but um, I don't know. I liked the, the yeah, it's kind recordings. of like lo-fi and I feel like there's definitely uh, and maybe an intention to evoke like um, some sort of like nineties adventure games uh yeah. like with like early early computer game or like not early computer gaming but when computer gaming was at that phase where um it's like okay if you have this uh this fancy sound card then it sounds really good but if you don't have a fancy sound card it kind of sounds kind of weird and um sort of like that whole era i think i feel like it's like a little bit evocative of of that and maybe that's also because that seems like the most feasible era of a game where you would stumble upon it and like not understand how it works uh, would be a game from yeah. that era. It was like, I don't know my, this weird game from like 1997. Uh, Back when games I, had uh, physical instruction booklets. Yeah. <laughs> rather yeah, than in-game tutorials. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing I was going to ask you about is, uh, did you put any effort toward uh, decoding uh, the the language no i didn't i mm. what what sort of effort would it even be possible to put in <clears throat> well i'm glad you asked jordan <laughs> uh so i don't know about you did you ever play the game fez oh no i still haven't played fez i should i should it's fez is is well worth playing but awesome. i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin the experience of playing fez a little bit if i oh, shit ah, i assume it, i assume if you're playing fez at this point you've probably already know that there's more going on than the game that it is uh, uh no i don't no, i didn't know that i i don't jordan i don't know hardly anything about that game other than that you change oh, the really? perspective you like flip yeah that's like literally so, all i know so the whole thing about that game is that like, yeah, it's a, it's a puzzle game where it takes place in a 3d world, but you can only ever view it from two dimensions at a time. Right. Um, as like a 2d platformer. But the real thing about that game is that there's a, uh, a secret made up language written language. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, a like, uh, imagined number system. And there's oh, like what? all these crazy secrets. Um, uh, so I guess I, oh, I, that's I, like a miss level of puzzle game. Oh, absolutely. And it was like when it came out, I was lucky or not lucky. Yeah, I guess maybe I was lucky enough to have been interested enough in the base game to get it right when it came out and be a part of like the online community of people like figuring out the game as it goes. Yeah, because it's literally like um, I don't want to tell you how uh, to discover like how people figured out that the language could be decoded um, because it's very cool. But uh, like the um the ways in which you can go about trying to decode something is something that also comes up a lot in uh or not a lot but in like programming or like computer security or something so i've um i've bumped in a few to I, I guess it's it's a cool thing for a professor to build assignment around because there's not like a huge amount of practical use but um you know for decoding um like text um you know you can start looking for uh, like basically what I did is I like was generated. I generated, had the game generate the language for me a few times to see if word lengths were common across things. And oh, then yeah. if they were, then you can start taking, okay, I want to find what the is so I can like yeah, find words just, that well, appear what commonly. Do, what you really start with is you start with a and I like single letter. Sure. There's only two yeah. single letter words in the English language. A and I. 
Yeah, exactly. Now you see, now you're getting it. Well, but anyway, I guess, you but, can. So I guess it's a cipher then. It's not literally a. Because if it's a, a language with its own discrete like grammar rules, then it's. Yeah, well, it's and I think be that's where. Impossible. That's where it broke down is that um, I, I, I went to. I, when I generated the second time, the words don't have uniform length. So um, I'm oh, not actually wow. certain that there there is a way to decode it or at least it would be a lot harder than i initially thought um i'm not see it wasn't clear to me if it was like scrambled like if you know he typed out yeah if there's uh, like a script in english and that there's using that as like a seed for random or something um or if it literally is i mean we know it's not literally a total jumble because it has um, yeah i have this i yeah i want this Um, but that's all we know and the only thing we know that it does is it has a like rules for nouns. It could, other than that, it sure, <laughs> total nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be very curious to know if it's just like okay, generate this many words with a length between this and this, or or something uh, to that effect, or or how it's it's happening. Because I, I didn't I didn't take a lot of effort to like, actually try and decode it, but uh, mostly because the 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 introductory steps I would normally use we're kind of like not coming up with anything so i was like uh, okay i'll uh i'll i'll not go entirely down the rabbit hole um but i yeah. wouldn't be surprised if someone has <laughs> yeah that's something people do um yeah now i'm curious but i don't know i mean i i'm trying to remember what other where would some other end points be i do feel like the goodbye was just one word like one four mm. letter word oh i guess i'm yeah so i think i think that's the thing i think if um if every time the the words were all the same length then i'd be like okay that's something i can like work with yeah it's like a piece of information to try and figure stuff out and i'm also like by no means a master decryptor or anything or even good at it at all i've i've done it like breaker two times and it's 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 a fun experiment uh, or not experiment it's a fun like thing to think about and to to try and go about doing especially when it's gamified and it's meant to be do doable yeah. rather than actual uh codes which are you know meant to not be uh, figured out yeah, like subsurface circular again yeah exactly um uh one one other thing i wanted to talk about with this game was i just like the the um improvised acting of all, all <laughs> these like gdc goers. yeah they're mm-hmm. just like very expressive because uh, I, I you can like almost tell what they were told to do like just oh absolutely like, express happiness like <laughs> I think I think the, the 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 biggest giveaway is um, you can see people looking at the like not looking at the camera but looking at the face of the person behind the camera at the end of their thing so it's like okay I react happy and then right at the end their eyes flit up to the person behind the camera rather yeah. than the camera and so it's like it's like okay I've reacted happy was that good yeah uh, it's, it's kind of charming in that way hey um, you have 50 you have 50 hours to design a yeah, you're just walking down and you see a guy game. and you're like, "Hey, guy, hey man, can you make a face for me? Thanks, man." Okay, now sad face. Okay, now point now in point front. forward. Now point back. Now point back. Yeah. Now wave um, goodbye. 
Although, did you notice in one of like the static shots of like the train, <laughs> there's this guy who like at when the when it first starts, he's not looking at the camera, and then he like sees it out of the corner of his eyes and just stares at the camera for the rest of the loop, and it's very unsettling. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> oh God, it was so. I think I got particularly uh, unlucky in that like in my train, it the, <sighs> there are two different areas of the train that it used the same video which was confusing because then I it, thought it that I had that. like looped yeah. around, but I no, was it was confused. like, yeah, but it's just to expand the, the but yeah, there's, eyes. there's one where this guy was like looking very suspiciously at the camera and it's like, <laughs> you can see he's like not paying attention and then he catches it out of the corner of his eye and then he's just like staring straight into the camera for like the rest of it. And just like, Ooh, this is creepy. That guy doesn't, <laughs> why is that guy? So he looks unhappy. Like, why is he so, what is he what is he hiding from us it's like damn it i was gonna make an fmv game he's like the feds they found me <laughs> i was just trying to make video games on a train illegal video games video yeah bootleg games video about games selling drugs uh i feel like um you know our uh our being in a train is this is that like uh you know um unincorporated waters or whatever where it's like there's no laws uh out at sea there's no laws when you're on a train you know i think it's just regular law i think i've seen does the amtrak have its own system of law they do there are lots of um the amtrak is sovereign it's got it's got its own government well listen it's like if if a crime happens on a train how do we decide what jurisdiction it is are we like keeping timestamps of when the train is passing through, like goes this, over state this borders. This is a plot in murder on the Orient Express. Is uh, it? <laughs> it's probably also a plot in strangers on the train. There's a lot of like murder mystery movies about someone getting killed on a train, probably for this exact reason, because murder Absolutely. mystery, murder mystery movies are, are also always like about like police bureaucracy and, you know, trying to, I'm trying to solve the case. Mm. Damn it. And, the, oh, and sure. there's the, the, you know, the bureaucracy is squabbling. So uh-huh. train train murders because there's a jurisdictional dispute are the perfect sure. expression of that mm. plot. Also, they're a great expression of like captive spaces and the discomfort yeah. of being trapped with uh, people with whom you know at least one is a murderer. It's yeah. like, oh, scary. Yeah, it like reduces it down. So it's like, I know it's one of you. Yeah. They couldn't have the left the train. There's the classic trope of the the bottle episode in in TV of like really yeah. proving your mettle as a as a television writer by having all of your characters stay in the same room and have it be just basically yeah. isolated character work. Yeah, um, but some oh excuse me, some versions of the phrase I've sometimes seen bottle episode defined as they are stuck in their normal setting. Mm, I see. I guess unless you have a sitcom about a train. <laughs> There's a free, uh, free sitcom. There's probably been you. a sitcom about a train, right? Every episode the, takes place on a train. NBC like, has to have canceled the pilot after half a season. <laughs> that's about. Oh, it, it like follows a group of. It's like a workplace comedy about absolutely. like a bunch of like train employees, <laughs> people that work on a train and have to deal with. Uh, there's the guy who punches the tickets. You know, there's the guy, <laughs> yeah, the, the train really janitor, the train janitor. He's always getting into hijinks. He also gives the folk, engineer. He gives folksy wisdom too. Oh, absolutely. All <laughs> kinds of folksy wisdom. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to cover with uh, this here Zephyr video game? Uh, no, that was it. Although I did, um, I just want to shout this out. I think Zephyr, that's the name of the train. Right? That's the name of the Amtrak route. 
California's effort or something like that. Oh, is it? I have no idea. Confirm or deny? No. I can neither confirm nor deny. Shout that out if that's what it was. But okay. Well, potential shout out. <laughs> to Amtrak. Please sponsor us. Shouts out the Amtrak. Yeah, no, you know what? Actual shouts out the Amtrak. The Amtrak's pretty nice. It takes a, a long time, but it's fun. I've ridden it once to Milwaukee. It was an hour long train ride. Oh yeah. It was fine. It's uh riding it to California is uh depending on well, I guess the thing is it's very variable. One it was eighteen hours one way and like twenty six the other way. Um, oh wow that's much longer that's a long time to be on a train and uh you know it's uh can drive a little stir crazy yeah that's why people are constantly murdering each other on trains you know that's there's a reason why it's a trope because people get driven to insanity on the train uh but anyway uh now that we've escaped the insanity of being on a train uh why don't we tell the people about uh rom Yes, next week we're playing a game called ROM, which is by Bin Curl Games. Um, it is a, it looks like it was a student game. Uh, it's about exploring a desolate island and taking control of the atmosphere. So that sounds mm. like an interesting, uh, interesting premise. Um, so we'll be playing that game next week and then talking about it. If you're interested in playing along, uh, we will send out a link to the itch page Um so you can access that on Twitter, and we will also play uh, send out a link to the episode itself. So if yep. you want uh, either of those things, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, it's a good time over there on Twitter. Uh, good follow, good content. Um, uh, tweet at us if you like the episode, or if you have a recommendation for uh, a game you'd like us to play. Unless it's unless it's not actually an, an indie game, if it's like a twenty dollar game, you can't do it. <laughs> you we, think I have twenty dollars? Don't do that here. Well, we play a game every week, so that'd be like eighty dollars a month. Or that's like a lot of money. That's a lot of scratch, kids. Yeah, seriously. I could buy one and a third AAA games with that. <laughs> wow, the power! <laughs> Brand new AAA games, nonetheless. True. You know, hot yeah. off the presses. And for a second, um, anyway, I thought you were saying there's like buy them used and i was like that's not a, a thing i mean you can buy triple a games used yeah but i buy still. mine on steam it'd be weird if you, <laughs> you yeah but gamestop still exists man it's true it does it for, does they you know their their days may be numbered but they're still out but there for now they're here uh but mm-hmm. but i digress so um <laughs> <laughs> you should follow us on twitter we'll be playing rom uh and uh with that we will we will talk to you next week 